Welcome to the family with L.A. Nick, Alex Brampernard Rasmussen, co-host Catherine Brandt, Andy Brampernard, and Melissa Bernard. We'll be back. Mark Strauss will join us. We're Ella, actually L.A. Nick and I were just talking about the book Tough Jews, which was a great book. Well, Mark Strauss is a tough Jew. <laughs> I like tough, tough Jews. Exactly. We'll be back with the family. Tommy. How long have you been at KQ? 36 years now. Wow, that's loyalty. Well, if I'm completely honest, it isn't the company that I'm loyal to. It's the listeners. I figured out a long time ago they're the only reason I have a job. Why are you asking? Well, we had another great month at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan. In fact, Burnsville continues to be the number one Nissan store in Minnesota. The loyalty part. Get to the loyalty part. Oh, yeah. This month, if you buy or lease a new Rogue or Pathfinder from us, we'll give you an extra 500 off as long as you own or are leasing a Nissan. That is cool. Do they have to trade it? Nope. It's just a reward for being loyal. By the way, the new Pathfinder is fantastic. It's got a nine-speed transmission, and J-Lo says it'll practically pull the building. We also cut a deal with our good buddy Charlie Swenson, who's running a Nissan store in Chicago. He gave us some extra rogues. Because Charlie's such a nice guy. Well, Paul might have threatened him. Sounds like Paul. For details, go to Walzer Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan and claim your loyalty gift. Tommy, give him some Elvis loyalty. Thank you. Thank you very much. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. As you know, my friend Mike Lindell has a passion to help everyone get the best sleep of your life. He didn't stop by simply creating the best pillow. Mike created the new Giza Dream bed sheets. They look and feel great, which means an even better night's sleep for me, which is crucial for my busy schedule. Mike found the world's best cotton called Giza. It's ultra soft and breathable, but extremely durable. Mike's Giza sheets come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. The first night you sleep on the Giza sheets, you will never want to sleep on anything else. Giza Dream sheets come in a variety of sizes and colors. Mike's making a special offer for my listeners. You buy one set, get another set absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener square, and use promo code TOM. There you'll find not only this amazing offer, but also deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the MyPillow mattress topper, MyPillow towel sets, and so much more. Call 1-800-516-5146. Use the promo code TOM. Go to MyPillow.com. Make sure you use the promo code TOM. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We got Mark on the phone. Oh, Mark's ready to go? Yep. Ladies and gentlemen, the pre-order of the book, you go to the Amazon, of course, take care of it. Mark J. Strauss, S-T-R-A-U-S, One-Legged Mongoose. It's June 1953, and 10-year-old Mark Strauss is in his mother's car getting sick from her cigarette smoke. (laughs) <laughs> shoulder to shoulder with you so far, Mark. Shoulder to shoulder, buddy. I will never forget my mother and father both smoking in the car. Ugh. No air conditioning and the windows rolled. Disgusting. Oh, oh God, God, Mark. I'm surprised you don't have lung cancer. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm surprised I don't have lung That's why my voice sounds the way it does, because all that. So uh, he was uh, getting sick from the cigarette smoke on his way to Hebrew uh, Hebrew lesson. He and his younger brother, Stephen, are transferring from public school to yeshiva. And Mark needs tutoring. Mark, you need to do What the hell's the matter with you? Let's go. You should have been all smart. Thanks, Tom. I, uh, this came as a surprise to me. We lived down Long Island. I was going to a local public school. And one day my father said, you're switching schools. And it, it was a mystery. He never explained it. This was a very religious school. 
uh, and the kids were extremely different. Uh, I came to a school, kids dressed different, looked different, studied differently, mm-hmm. and um, there I was for the next four years commuting four hours a day with my younger brother. Wow. God, what a story. Mark, I love your story. I was just talking to L.A. here. Uh, one of my favorite books of all time, written by a guy from Minnesota. There's a great book called Tough Jew, and it's really, really good. Tough Jews, actually, was not, it was about him and growing up uh, in North Minneapolis, where I grew up. North Minneapolis was a Jewish, black, and Catholic neighborhood. All the blacks, Jews, and, and Catholics were put in the neighborhood, and then they surrounded the entire neighborhood with a freeway so we couldn't get out. It was a real thrill. <laughs> it was a real thrill, Mark. So begins One-Legged Mongoose, Mark Strauss's vivid, compelling, you are their memoir of two years in the life of a precocious, scrappy Jewish kid. Another tough Jew, I love it. Carrying a dark secret as he embarks on the journey to... Oh, I don't... No, I, we can't hear about the dark secret because it's in the book. Uh, not yet. Well, we'll <laughs> talk goes, a little not, bit about it. <laughs> I like that, Mark. You go, yeah, well, not yet. So, not yet. So this is June 1953. So you were born and born in uh, 1943. Is that correct? 44. Correct. Correct. So you obviously don't remember the end of World War II because you were one or maybe two, uh, one, one and a half, 18 months, whatever. You don't remember that, but you certainly must remember, uh, you know, the the Korean conflict and obviously the beginning of Vietnam and all the rest of it. How did all that affect you? Because I I remember Vietnam, but I do not remember. I was born in uh, 1951. Uh, well, one of, one of the reasons I was able, this is an unusual book, because the narrator is the kid, and um, I had a lot of advice to write it in the voice of an adult, looking back, mm-hmm. as the great writer Mary Carr did, and I found I really couldn't do it well, and the reason was, I know too much now, and I was only able to write this book when I was back in this place and I could see it again and remember it. And I have this uh, incredible memory I really didn't understand I had until college. And I actually remember a tremendous amount from age two, full days. So here, once I got my head into the scene of the day, I could see it and remember it. And I remember a lot before 1950. you know, I remember sitting around with my dad, and we were waiting for the vote on the statehood of Israel. And mm-hmm. one country after another country, you know, we were glued to the radio. Hello? Yes. Oh. Hold on. Oh. Our engineer's on it. We got it? That's uh, better, yeah. Can you hear us, oh. Mark? Can you hear oh, us, Mark? Oh, now I hear you. Okay, yeah, yeah I was just, yeah. we got a little bit of an echo going there, unfortunately. But anyway, we did hear every word you said, so that's good. Uh, yeah, and so uh, this book was narrated, as I said, by the kid, and I started off in the car, headed to a Hebrew lesson, because I had to learn more Hebrew to get in, trying to get into a school I didn't want to go to, so... I, you know, I was in a no-win situation. Am I going to learn this stuff or, you know, hope that they won't take me? But I, <laughs> I, <laughs> Mark, you and me shoulder to shoulder again, buddy. <laughs> well, I, and, and my mother smoked three packs of cigarettes a day. Oh, gross. And, <laughs> and she drove faster than everybody else. And on the way to my first lesson, we went over bump. And I had to jump out of the car to vomit. Oh, been there. And I got I got back in the car, and uh, she said, "You stink. Wipe wipe your face off." So I said, "Well, I stink. I can't go to the lesson." She said, "Oh, you're going." <laughs> so I I knew how that summer was going to be. And then, ironically, with all her smoking, I became an oncologist and a lung cancer specialist, but that's really? another story. That's a great yeah, story, though. It's a great story. Well, I, I wrote I wrote three textbooks of lung cancer. It was the one that was used for many, many years. But I remember as a kid, she'd send me out shopping, and uh, I'd go to the store, and she'd send me out for a carton of cigarettes. I'm way off the story now. But 
I would come home and throw out the cigarettes, and she would say, at great risk, and she said, where are the cigarettes? And I said, I threw them out. And she said, but I paid for them. And I said, that's right, and I threw them out. (laughs) (laughs) I love that story. I love this line right here. This, This is wonderful. We're talking to Mark Strauss about one-legged mongoose, just this one paragraph I love. On Sundays, Mark works at his dad's textile store, learning from his immigrant father about honor and hard work. At home, he faces his volatile mother. (laughs) (laughs) You were were the opposite. I was the opposite. My father was volatile, and my mother was very hardworking, and talked about honor and hard work a lot. That's true. Hey, Mark, did you come to appreciate that school in the end, though? The what at the end? I'm sorry. Did you come to appreciate that school? I did. Yes, yeah, so um, I, I had the same experience. I got forced into a Catholic school, different than Jewish school, but it was the same. And but I I saw the value in it at the end. I'm like, I'm so glad I went to this school. Yeah. Well, where I came from was a truly crappy public school. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, I started there in kindergarten, and I was already reading fifth, sixth, seventh grade books. I mean, I didn't know other kids mostly weren't doing that. And I got there, and the teacher is teaching the letter A for three weeks. <laughs> and and I'm, I'm, I'm getting an itching attack. Yeah. And, you know, she tells me I have lice, and I get pretty angry. So I spent the year under her piano, and, and they, they, they could do that. And most, most of the first five years weren't any better. But during this book, uh, we see that I grew up in that neighborhood, and I, I really became a good street fighter. I mean, I just expected sooner or later I was going to have to fight somebody. So. Sure. I just decided, let's get this over with. I'll fight him, and he won't come back. And I thought it was going to be worse when I had to commute to the city to go to Queens. But um, some kid in my class in the new school pissed me off, so I got him alone. I wanted to have a fight. Mm -hmm. And he said, well, I don't fight. I said, what do you mean you don't fight? (laughs) Everybody fights. (laughs) (laughs) So... Great story. It was, it was um, yeah, my dad was an immigrant who came here as an orphan, worked hard, smart as hell in the store, but at home he shut up. And uh, my mother was a terror. And I didn't understand for many years that, um, you know, I, I don't say this in the book, of course, because it's only those two years. I mean, I think today that she was badly bipolar, and she would become violent. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes. So, you know, I I grew up with this violence that nobody knew about. Sure. God, it's so amazing, Mark. You, your story and my story are a lot alike. Yeah, but they opposite really the are. switched. Uh, the switch, though, yeah. the mother and the father part switch. Very quick story, Mark. When I'm a, I'm a young boy, probably 10, 11 years old, an argument breaks out down at the local Saul supermarket in my neighborhood, right? Again, this is a Jewish, black, and, and Catholic neighborhood. And a Jewish boy gets an argument. With, with a uh, with a pretty hardline Christian kid, I don't know what whatever that deal is, right? So I go over and I go, "What the hell are you guys doing?" He goes, "Ah, oh, we got an argument going because you know he's he's a hardline Christian and I'm a Jew." And I said, "Well, I can handle this." And he said, "Well, how are you going to handle it?" And I said, "I'm Catholic." And he goes, "Oh, you're like the, you're like the bridge," <laughs> because to for, to explain to people, Jews follow the Old Testament. Yep. New Christians follow the New Testament, and Catholics follow oh, both. both. So I was kind of the bridge. So it was it worked out fine. I grew up in Philadelphia, <laughs> you, and you didn't mess with the Jew, Jewish kids. Oh no, no, no. no, no Jewish no, kids no. were in Philly when I in my era when I grew up. I was born in '64, so in in, your, in the '70s you were you know, getting in fights and stuff. But the Jewish kids were all connect. They were all connected. You know, they they had their own mob going. Yeah. No, so you didn't mess with the Jewish kids, just like you didn't mess with the Italian kids. So. I just. Mark, I love your story. 
I love your story, man. I really do. You know, there's, there's, thank you. There's a, there's a chapter early on in the book. I dropped my brother off, and then I got to go two miles to the annex. They put me in this terrible location. To <laughs> and so I'm bored, and one day I decide I'm just going to walk a different way. And I go down Atlantic Avenue in Jamaica. I mean, I saw poverty going that way that was oh, incredible. God. And I get to a corner, and there are four black kids that are a couple years older than me. And suddenly I realize, oh, my God, I came the wrong way. <laughs> and they they let me know pretty quickly oh, I didn't yeah. belong. Yeah, I didn't belong there. And, you know, they're talking about beating me up. And then I tell the biggest kid, well, why don't you try to take me one-on-one? -on -one? Ooh, I like it. You know, and when you do that, they almost have to fight you. Yep. But then somehow the topic got off to one kid mentioned Sugar Ray Robinson. So oh. I got into his statistics in his career. And then another kid was a handball player. So I said, come on, try to play this little white kid in handball. I'm going to beat your ass. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and the, chapter, the chapter finishes we all go to play handball. Cool. God, how great is that? Seriously, Mark, this, this is the story that all Americans need to hear because you're talking about growing up different, whether it's black or Jewish or Catholic or whatever the situation is. Growing up different in America back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s was not that easy. Uh, and I, I not, wish people would understand. Uh, you know, and I understand being black in America has always been a, a, a lot of strife, a lot of trouble, no question about it. But l looking at Jews, Catholics, again, uh, I remember there were certain blocks in my neighborhood, Mr. Strauss, being a Catholic boy, I could not walk on the sidewalk. I was forced to walk in the street on their particular, because it was a hard line, you know, Christian neighborhood right, right so you can walk in the street you can't walk on our sidewalk because you're Catholic. well in philadelphia you couldn't walk anywhere you couldn't cross that <laughs> yeah, block well, there you go exactly. <laughs> if you came on the, their street because yeah. remember uh, back then families bought whole blocks it was yeah. all the cousins uncles yeah, they bought the true. whole block yep. so you didn't come on their block period you stayed off the block yeah there's a moment in this book towards the end when uh i had gotten hit really badly by a car and I almost died Ooh. when I was recuperating. No, it was a horrible accident. When I was recuperating, um, I was thinking when I got home to this episode, I couldn't remember it very well. And it was like my memory was great. And it turned out, you know, my brother was beaten up a lot and I, I would always try to find those kids. But this time they really hurt him badly. And it was an Easter Sunday, and uh, they were revved up to go after the Jews. Yep. And some, some of the kids were nice kids. It's, no, they were. It's just what they heard that day. And they're behaving, unfortunately, the way they hear in the house. And this one kid who really beat my brother with a bat. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I... I went to take them out, and it was so violent, I couldn't remember all of it. I mean, I vaguely remember it unfolding. So, I mean, you had this terrible kind of inhumanity that fortunately is way better today, but uh, there was an incredible amount of prejudice in the 40s. Oh, God, yes. You know, I was just reading about the author, Mark J. Strauss, poet, writer, medical oncologist, art collector, lives with his wife, Livia, in Chappaqua, New York. You go on to talk about Mark's poems and stories of a period in Plowshares, Canyon Review, Field, Triquarterly, FNM Alumni Arts Review, many other uh, literary journals, the Yaddo Residency and Poetry in 1993. Boy, you've never accomplished anything, Mr. Strauss. What's the problem? The loser. The loser. <laughs> I, I was... I was always, um, I always wanted to do the thing I wanted to do. I, I you know, I, maybe, maybe part of it was um, I grew up working in my dad's store. Yeah. And, you know, you see this in other countries now, 
but uh, I was selling full-time when I was nine. And when I became an oncologist, I didn't realize how important it was to have great doctor-patient communication. And I, I think I began to learn that as a kid. And it was an amazing experience. And I kept working in the store till I finished medical school. <clears throat> My dad never wanted me in the business, of course. He wanted his son's doctors back mm -hmm. then. Right. So, so my last day in the store, he said to everybody, ah, my son finished medical school this week. My son finished medical school, you know. Yeah. But that was, yeah. that was the immigrant mentality. Yeah. You know, i got to tell you something, Mark. I look, the more I read about you, uh, it's amazing. I know we've only got a couple of minutes left, but I did want to mention this. I want to ask you about this, actually, because uh, you're a published poet. I mean, everywhere you've been published, no question. But I love this. In 1967, Mr. Mark Strauss took the gold in the New York City Judo Tournament. Really? I don't know. Where'd you find that? <laughs> I'm not telling you a thing, Mr. Strauss. I'm finding out all about you, pal. You're a very impressive person, I'll tell you that. Well, I was, um, I was in, in medical school, and I was on call every third night, and I wanted to go into the New York City Judo Tournament. And the coach told me, you know, like a lot of coaches say, you know, you got to lose eight pounds. But I was working so hard being up all night, I ate too much and I gained 15 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> so I went into the tournament. I got there just as my section was starting, or they would have disqualified me. I came from the hospital. And. I felt good being too heavy. <laughs> it helped. Yeah, and and I won, and uh, it it was it was tough because you had to go one match after the other. Oh sure. But but um, then I got to college, which was Division One wrestling. I I didn't really I had never wrestled, and um, the captain of the team, who was number three in America, was horsing around. And he wanted to knock me down, so I pinned him. <laughs> so he brought me to the coach to be on the team, and they signed me up for varsity. I don't know what I'm doing. I just want to knock people down. <laughs> and, <laughs> and But then I realized Division One. I, I didn't need to study that much, but... I didn't study at all for two months, so I thought, um, this wrestling thing is not going to be good. I'm never going to get in anywhere. So my wrestling career in college was very brief. I understand. I cannot wait to read your book. Mark J. Strauss is S-T-R-A-U-S, first name spelled M-A-R-C, of course. Uh, One-legged mongoose. What a great story, Mark. We, Thank you. Whether you write more books or not, you got to come back because I just love listening to your yeah. stories. I, I just well, love I got I, I got two more getting ready, so hopefully yes. All right, Mr. Strauss. Thank you so much for your time. Have a great thank, day. Sir. Thank you, Tom. Thanks so much. Take care. Good day. Bye. You know those times were different times. It was oh. so much better. Your life ended up better. If you what, lived in those times. What I like in front of our kids, you know, Catherine's here, and she'd she know a little bit about this, but in front of our kids, having a guy talk about, it was not, the fact that right now we want to point out only people of color had it rough. I'm sorry, but <laughs> they did, and I'm not taking anything away from how black people or brown people were treated or, and still are in some areas, but Jews, Catholics, Ita 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 Jews, Italians, and Irish. In, in the East Coast, horrible. man, horrible. They were treated like dirt. They were treated like absolute dirt. So, And that's, that's not to diminish anything on the people of color front. That's not what I'm saying. But to think that they were the only people treated poorly at all is not accurate. Nope. Look, there's so much anti-Semitism in the world right now, it's scary. You know, I have to say, even when I was a young kid, the Italians were getting picked on. But somebody more exotic... Like if the if a Muslim or something, they really didn't because there wasn't enough of them. There was yeah, no so they just right. kind of yeah. left them yeah. alone. You just kind of ignored them. But the Italians and the Jews got picked on the most until oh, until no until it got kind of mobby. And if you were that any, was the end of that. You, you got, if you had any any connection to a mob or you even lived in that area, then not, no one bothered you again. Okay, when I found out he won that gold in the Jewish, uh, I mean, in the judo uh, deal, if I knew him better, I was going to say, you got to write another book. 
Mark Strauss. I put the Jew in Judah. <laughs> but I didn't know him well enough. Yeah. I didn't know yeah, him well enough. Yeah, you don't know if he'll get offended out. or not. Exactly. What a nice man he is. He's, what, 78 years old? Is he? I believe so. Yeah, he was, a, you know, he. But well, tough he kid. was born. It was ten years old in 1953. So no. 43. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 78. That's right. He's 78 years old. Yep. But yeah, I mean, he's been through it all, having a having a fight off a volatile mother, a father that didn't want him to follow him in the business, fighting all the time because he was a Jew <laughs> in his neighborhood. He's just, I love guys like, like him because what did he do? Did he go, oh, poor me. Oh, I've been picked on. Oh, well, he learned terrible. how to fight. He learned how to fight, <laughs> and, he, and he went and got an education, and, and he, the guy's got one of the biggest uh, art collections on the East Coast. Really? Yeah. He's done extremely well, but not by sitting around like we do today and go, oh, I'm a victim. Oh, you victimized me. You, you offended me. No. Mm-hmm. He took it and said, you know what? You're not going to beat me. I'll get around the system, and I'll do a lot better and than you And he wasn't a squirrel rotten brat. Nope. We will take a break. Come right back. at one more segment coming up with the family. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home, list it on the MLS, and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit shift2sell.com. That's shift, the number two, sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. Hey, it's Tom again from my friends at Profile. Let's face it, when it comes to losing weight, most of us don't care how we get there. But once we reach our goal, we end up right where we started and gain it all back. That's what I love about Profile. Profile's in it for the long haul. Profile knows that losing weight isn't always a straight line. There are lots of ups and downs. I'm so thankful my profile coach, Danette, is there to really keep me on track when I need it most. I cannot say enough about Profile. I tell Kelly at Profile that it's changed my life, and it can change yours, too. There's no question about that. Profile has six metro locations as well as Mankato, St. Cloud, and Rochester. Don't wait. I am telling you I absolutely believe in Profile. That is a fact. Call today or visit ProfilePlan.com for a location near you. Visit ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Owen mentioned promo code KQRS for a special discount. ProfilePlan.com. That's ProfilePlan.com. Priority Courier Experts does not have the largest inventory of lease-to-own trucks anymore. Hold on now. Anymore. All right. Fill me in. Pat, who in town buys brand new trucks and immediately puts those rigs into the most honest and ethical lease-to-own program? Priority, that's who. But you said they don't have the largest inventory. Let me spell it out for you. First, Priority orders the finest spec of Kenworth and Freightliner trucks. These rigs cost anywhere between $135,000 to $215,000. That's more than my house. I hope things get better for you, man. Next, a qualified driver sits down with one of Priority's onboarding specialists, reviews the lease-to-own program, and earning potential of partnering with one of the world's largest same-day delivery companies. And shazam! Another partnership is formed, and that driver is on their way to owning that rig in five years or less. That sounds simple. It is that simple. That's why Priority doesn't have the largest inventory of new trucks anymore, because these rigs roll off the lot almost as soon as they arrive. Calling all drivers. Take charge of your driving career today. Visit Priority.com or call Robbie, Nick, Chad, or Mike, 651-748-4465, and they'll get you on the road. Priority Courier Experts. Every time you call us, we deliver. Yeah, well, it's like that every time you call us tagline. Yeah, I remember when Steve pulled every truck off the road to hang that tagline on the sides. Hey, Pat, your finger's still on the record button? Problem at all. We are back. What a great show, that first hour. I love talking about all the stuff we talked about. I love the first segment of this hour with Mark J. Strauss. He was a good guest. What a great guy. Very, very smart. Very tough guy. 
And if you've never read the book Tough Jews, it was written by, I can't remember the young man's name that wrote it. I think his name was Augie something. If I, or was it the guy who's, who's his, his uncle Augie, owned Augie's bar downtown Andy. Minneapolis? Uh, Rich Cohen. Oh, it was Rich Cohen, yeah, yeah, okay. Because we had him on a morning show. That was, God, probably what, when did he, when Tough Jews come out, like 15 years ago, something like that? 99. Yeah, because I don't think Brian Michaels. Oh my God! That. Twenty-two years. Oh God! Twenty-two it's just, years. Oh, Jesus. Actually, originally published ninety-eight. Wow. It had a reprint. Really? In Seems like yesterday. Twenty-three <laughs> years Maybe ago. You. Oh my God! I can't take it. My heart just skipped a beat. Oh, I, I hear something every day. I'm like, hey, that can't be right. I know. It's twenty-three can't, can't years right. ago. Yeah, like, that what? is starting found, to happen. Yeah. I have found every decade, I have to add five years to everything I think was ten years yep. ago. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. You do, don't you? Yeah. So it's like, just add five years, and I then you'll like, be right. I feel like either <laughs> things, I feel like they were not that long ago, and they were a long time ago, or I feel like they were a long time ago, and it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. You know, I'm like, mm. oh, Kobe Bryant, that was like, what, eight? years ago and no. like no, a year and a half i'm like what mm-hmm. yeah. is it even a year and a half i thought it was about a year yeah i don't even yeah i don't know no i think it's exactly been been, like i would it? be like five years you know and they're like oh no it was 18 months or something I'm like oh, i know that's wait, just what? how it goes i don't know and like yeah my, you always said once kids get in school get in school the time just like warps it accelerates into a whole and i'm like it so sure oddly. does yeah. even in summer summer i was like it was just like June 1st what is happening <laughs> I have to go to Fon's registration thing for school I'm getting emails about her school doesn't isn't going to make them wear masks that's yay good. I'm very happy about yeah that's a good thing she was like anyway. she was like I don't want to wear a mask if they make me wear a mask I want to be homeschooled it's <laughs> like okay calm down this mask her, thing honestly. in Florida oh my god so the CDC the Florida thing is only in government buildings uh, they're trying to mandate it and Broward is doing uh, mask mandates for schools yeah, but it's interesting with this huge fight against Florida you know that we've got going from the White House and Texas they re- and Texas. the CDC just redid their numbers they just they just went down 10,000 people oh they lie all the time <laughs> they lie every day because the state of Florida really said there was 15,000 or something like that that had tested positive for COVID the CDC said that there was almost 30,000 and mm. and in Texas they're counting the immigrants that are in 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 these places that they're holding and that have COVID they're test they're counting them in the Texas residents that have that's the one that's God. the thing that I really think undermines the whole narrative is that so COVID it's this incredibly dangerous disease everyone's got to get the vax and wear the mask for the rest of time it's going to kill everyone otherwise and yet we're still allowing anyone who wants to come into the country in the country with COVID that doesn't make any with sense well, that's at like, all. 20% of them have so COVID. I have a friend who's sister lives in japan she teaches english to japanese students and she's been there a long time she's been there a very long time oh and natalie's sister yeah. yeah and so she has been in japan for a long time she has covid right now and she i guess all upset about it and she's like if i had been able to be vaccinated i wouldn't have got this because she has asthma and she was all worried oh, about it okay. but it's a very mild case she's like it's just oh. like a cold apparently okay. but apparently her sister's all up in arms and she's like if i would have been allowed to be vaccinated because they are giving japanese people first vaccinations they're like yeah they're like if you are japanese wow. you get a vaccine mm-hmm. all the rest of you you're gonna have to wait and well, i was like japan's one of the most racist it? countries in the world i was like <laughs> I was oh, like, absolutely. That's, that's no, real different that. from America. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sure. So they are. If you're in line oh, yeah. and there's Japanese people behind you, they go, "Can we help oh, yeah. you?" Behind you, yeah, because yeah. they take care like, of their own. Which I'm Japanese okay with. People. They do. Yeah. I'm okay with it. Their country. Yeah, honestly, I'm okay whatever. with it. Hungary's the same way. Hungary's very protective of Hungary. Mm-hmm. Hungary does not care what the EU thinks. Nope. Hungary doesn't. They're probably not going to be in the EU. They have an electrified fence around the whole country, and they don't let no one in. Period. And they have no crime, no drugs, no hassle, no really? problems. No. Because it's just like this militant kind no, of situation. No, oh, it's not it's at all like, in Hungary. Hungary's not militant oh, Hungary, at all. Oh, so no, yeah, Hungary, so I'm sorry. Japan, 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Hungary's a great country. Just, just astounding. Yeah, it's like uh, I mean, Singapore. Like, it's like Singapore has no crime because even the slightest crime, it's like, all right, you're getting decapitated. Oh, if you get yeah. caught with a weapon, actually, they just had their first 
mass murder Real in Japan in a hundred years. In Hungary, guys, that <laughs> ten people. No, they've had they've had this, they have the Tokyo subway sarin gas attack. Of, yeah, a but few this this guy ago. just stabbed people. If you that get caught with a often. weapon, you get yeah. it's life in prison. If you just have one, yeah, really? it used to be death. Huh. Yeah, Japan is you can you can walk down this sidewalk this way and this sidewalk this way. Can't blow your nose, cough or sneeze or talk on yourself in public. <laughs> yeah. It is like it's really conservative. And Tokyo, like, despite being the I think yeah, one of it's the most the popular or the population well, density city in, in the world. world. Yeah, but you it's know one it. of the cleanest cities in the world as well. You wouldn't know because it. they don't put up with anybody. Well, it's like in yeah. schools in Japan, yeah. the janitors. I don't know if most schools have janitors because the kids clean everything after school. They clean up the school. Well, I, I remember waking up at the crack of dawn, and there's hundreds of white people in white suits scrubbing all the light poles and all the guardrails. Yep. They scrub everything. Everything. It's the highest standard of cleanliness in the world and the highest standard of food in the world. You can never get food poisoning. Tokyo is very, ever. very clean. But yes. they also have a very high incident of suicide. Yes, they, they do. do because well, what's it's so it regimented. Yeah. And what's it called? You like literally work to death. Oh, Karoshi. Karoshi. Yeah. Yeah. It means work death. Yeah, like work you just work. Death? You work yeah. so hard that you just die. Yep. But <laughs> it's not everywhere. I've been all through Japan from That's top to bottom. That's mostly a Tokyo thing. And yeah. if you go or like Osaka. The, if you go up in northern Japan. There's so many farms and people living yeah. there. I think I'd love to live life. in Hokkaido. I, I I like all of Japan. I Fukushima is actually a nice city too, even though they have the nuclear power plant there. It's a really nice city. <laughs> Other than you know, well, um, where did the where did the tidal wave? That Fukushima. Was Fukushima. Ah, Fukushima. I went right when it happened. What the hell is it there. called? Fukushima power plant. No, no. the what? tsunami. The scary. You like walk by it and you can get it. Oh my God! I, I don't know don't. what the hell you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God! Radiation? No. Walk by mind. what? It'll right. come to me. Walk Just get something and get something. Slenderman. You walk by something and get something. Well, I did. I did a whole video on Fukushima when I was there on the power plant. I got to go in the power plant. You can find it on YouTube. L A Nix. L A N I K. Finding Fukushima, and it was an amazing trip. And to go there. And see it in person. Those acres and acres of bicycles, their parking lot when the hat when the new one when it happened, everyone evacuated. They left all their bikes in this parking mm -hmm. lot. And there's just thousands of them, brand new bikes, thousands of them. And all the vines have come. And all, the only thing was in the whole city were uh, crows oh. crowing. Ah, 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 ah. Ah. It you was dead silent. Again? <laughs> it was, was dead that? silent, and all you hear was crows. Was, I was pretty creeped out by. That is it. pretty that is creepy. Really yeah. No, thank you. Well, I'm, your mother just sent me some bad news. I did? She did. <laughs> How did she your brain? No, we have to move out of this building. Oh, we do? Yep. Mm, Why? It sucks. Because they will not stop drilling until 8 o'clock in the morning. I can't be here anymore. Well, when is the project done? Uh, another month, and, month a and a half. Oh, so that's I got, not great. Unless I had somewhere else to do the morning. The, the podcast is not a problem, but I don't have anywhere else to do the morning show. You could go to the studio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I, I, there, might be a, you, there might be a murder story in the Golden Valley if that happened. Exactly. Oh, God. Um, For a month I, and a half? It'd be pretty tough. Well, it actually wouldn't tough. even be a month and a half because... Weekends. Twelve of those, twelve of those days, I'm going to be gone anyway. We're going to, on vacation. Yeah. Well, there you so, go. No just problem. Just go to the studio for a month. Um, do you want to stay in this just building? Wear a disguise. Wear a Groucho Marx mask. I mean, mask. it's easier. <laughs> it's convenient. Obviously. Well, we'd only move across the parking lot. Yeah, but that one is not as like we could end up getting evacuated again. Yeah, that was a shady well, thing. Catherine, over what there. do you think? <laughs> I don't think we should discuss this. Yeah, <laughs> I was really. Say, we could talk about this. What's the deal? Hey, landlord, guess what we're gonna do? <laughs> yeah. No, I just, I'm, if you guys want to stay here, I'm gonna have to go into the radio station, which means I'm gonna have to leave the house at about three in the morning. Oh, so be then he'll be really easy to live with. Oh, oh my God, she's gonna let it go some century. <laughs> Jesus. You live like ten minutes from no, fifteen minutes from. Well, the KQ station. could also easily set up a studio in your house for a month. Where the equipment is, they Nothing. just have to wheel this equipment in. The, the equipment's already isolated. The I know, mic, but if they the, do that, it won't work for years. I can promise you well, that. I suppose you never know. I'm gonna have to tr just go with tomorrow and Friday, and then I guess I'm gonna have to go. Well, to how, loud, how loud is it? 
It's really it's kind of really really loud. Oh, really loud. Oh, on there. Here. I had to leave the show at 9 o'clock. I didn't listen to you so every loud. morning. I didn't hear you. They're going to send a security guard to... At 8 o'clock. At 7.55 to yeah. tell them. Which does me no good. <clears throat> because it's two and a half hours that it'll be noisier than something. If you've ever heard a concrete drill in action, oh, yeah, that's yeah. what's it's going on. Damn it's pretty It's a concrete drill. Oh, it's brutal. Those are... Yeah, hammer yeah. drill. So yeah, I'll have to find out for you me, guys. If you, want, know. if you want to stay here, I'm going to have to go do the morning show in the building for the first time in 17 years. But, you know, no, you we, went for a while. Can't we use a, 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 a short-range mic? Like where? Skype in. Theoretically, Never. you could you get can. a much less sensitive mic. You can get a short-range mic. No, it's so loud in this room. No, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't pick it up. Oh, yes, it would. It's it would pick loud. it up still, but it would be a lot less I mean, you, loud. You hear newscasters on the street, and you don't hear any background noise. Yeah. All you hear is their voice. You could get a clip-on. A clip-on. A lavalier. I yes. still don't understand. Exactly. Why is it taking three months of drilling to do whatever they're Yeah, what are they probably? Doing? They're renovating. They're renovating. Get a lavalier. Like three months? New carpeting? Maybe they're putting in... I don't know what they're doing. Maybe I would say the yoga FKQ, studio. swap it out with a condenser shotgun mic. You wouldn't pick it up. Or shotgun mic. That's mm -hmm. exactly what you need, a shotgun mic. And noise-canceling headphones. Not, can you plug that in, Andy? Yeah. yeah. The only thing about a shotgun mic is you have to mic. be like right, right on it there. I know. Yeah. That's where I am anyway. Yeah, you need a shotgun I mean, mic. It won't pick up any outside noise. And noise-canceling headphones. It's so loud in here I can't breathe when yeah. they do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's incredibly loud. It oh, here, I know. Them concrete hammer drills are, yep. are loud as crap. Well, we've done plenty of concrete drilling in the past year. Oh, when I lived downtown, yes, I heard them every have. day. It's one of the reasons why Death I left. You. Where yeah. would I get one, Andy? A shotgun mic? Uh, you could probably get one at um, Guitar Center. What's the place in, uh, in uh, Northeast? Uh, something sound. Schmidt Music? Yeah. Used to be called B Sharp back in the day, baby. Mm. No, There's a place right in Northeast. You go pick one up. You could either order still, one or yeah, you could probably go have pick one, one up. used. They probably have one used. But it's so loud in here. I don't see how it's going to keep that. Why oh, it that, won't pick it up. It won't. Why won't it pick it up? It's it, just it's a, it's coned right to your mouth. It doesn't have any side noise. All yeah. right. It's called a shotgun mic That's because it goes straight ahead. It goes straight yeah. out. There's yeah. nothing goes All right. to any we'll side. Give that a whirl, These mics have a pattern called cardioid, which goes like this. These are like a boom mic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's not what you want. So can I get one from Amazon or something? Oh, we're gonna look. I'm you looking can, right now. But yeah, if you really want one, you can go pick one up. I'm looking, it's, looking right now for you. The only <laughs> problem is it has to be compatible with this stand, or we'd have to get a new stand. I don't know how you're gonna do. Well, he that. uses this one though for KQ. Here's yeah, one for here's one for yeah, one thousand six hundred fifty-eight dollars. Oh, okay. <laughs> you can keep drilling. It'll cost me about ten grand. What is it That'll made out great. of diamond? Here's one for two ninety-nine. There you go. That's better. That's normal, <laughs> Andy. There you go. We're gonna have to go get one. A decent shotgun, three hundred dollars is probably about right. Because they yeah. were not, they didn't drill this morning at all. They didn't make any noise at all. I'm gonna go to Home Depot morning. and buy some tape to see if I can. <laughs> Just... I can, I'm gonna try to put brightly colored tape on my dad's. Door frame so he can see where he's oh, going. Oh, that's a good idea. What color is the best? Do you think bright yellow, bright green? That, that fluorescent green, probably. Bright. Probably a green. Like this. Yeah. 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 Home Depot is the best place for that. Yeah, Menards. You don't have it. Lowe's. Yeah, any place. We're going there after the show. We're gonna return huh. some crap. You're going where? We'll go, we'll go with you. Home Depot. <laughs> Home Depot. Where are you going to Home Depot across? Brightly, street? brightly yep. colored tape to or see if that helps. get more done. Do they have mics over there. No, no, they don't. Why not? We had so they much might have left. like a Yeti mic, but you don't want to use that. We have so so many leftover things that we didn't use that were like. KQ we're might have one. They might. They have probably one. do. They probably yeah. do actually. Yeah, call them and see. Yeah. They could f up a one car parade. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. What? No, I'm sorry. Oh, they still might have true. a mic sitting around. Yeah, they can't for remote or parades, but well, I mean, <laughs> doesn't I mean, didn't KQ used to like do things on streets? EMI ever? audio. That's and, what like, I was thinking. I mean, they probably would have. Yeah. EMI yeah. audio. EMI audio. Yeah. Oh, that's over the, in North Carolina. Electromagnetic oh. interference audio. It's yeah. an interesting choice. <laughs> no, that's for in Robbinsdale. I'm hungry. Yeah, that's where it's at. Oh, it's in Robbinsdale. Yeah, they'll have one. Did you go get me one, Andy? Oh, is that where we ordered our uh, wedding equipment from? Oh, yep. well, there you go. Could you go get me one? Yeah, you could rent one. Uh, oh, yeah, you could just you rent could just one rent for... You could just rent it for yeah. a month. We'll rent ask what the rental fee is or if you just buy one. Yeah. You might like the shotgun mic better. Tell them your situation. Tell if, them you need no, no outside noise. First. If you have really, really good mic technique, a shotgun mic is going to sound better. It is. 
It really is. Because it I'm won't pick up anything it, else but you. It won't pick up someone's ringer. Okay, so you can do that for me today. Can you do that? Uh, yeah. Yeah. On our way home. Why don't you text what's-his-face from KQ first? Just right. to see if they've Sweet got sure, one. Sure, yeah. Okay. Because if What's, they have one. Then yeah, if you could talk to Why can't I think great. of his name? Oh, my God. I can see Ooh, his Connor? face. Yes. Yeah, Connor's a good kid. Oh, yeah. Pep? I know. I'm like, John? I've been having that fog lately, too. Oh, that's bad. I mean, yeah, my I, entire I, life I, I thought fog. last Wednesday was Tuesday, and I thought yesterday. I can't. I, I drove here yesterday. <laughs> really? Yes, really. You, need, last, pre- you need Prevagen. Last, <laughs> week, I do. And last week, last week it was it was, it was Tuesday. It was Monday. Monday, Monday. I'm like, wonder why Cassie hasn't texted me if I'm coming in tomorrow. So the next day, I thought. <laughs> So I'm waiting for her to text me, but she never did. And then, so I just thought Wednesday was Tuesday, so I didn't come. And then Nancy's like, how come you're not at the show? I'm like, what? It's Tuesday. She goes, no, it's Wednesday. So then yesterday Whoops. I drove here and, and then talking to someone and they're like, where are you going? I'm like, I'm going to do the show. Well, it's only Tuesday. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. Son of a bitch. You're I had to drive all the way home and then I got caught in the wrong lane in, in, the, in 94 and you're stuck all the way past up to Monticello. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, there's you no exit. If you don't exit, there's there. no exit. Oh, yeah. and, and what you're happens like, if your car broke down? There's a barrier on each side. There's yeah, nowhere there, to yeah, go. There you yep. Screw. Oh, yeah. Don't, I remember Alex Gerard and I, we missed our exit. I don't remember where we were going, but we missed our exit. And it added like 15 minutes to our drive. Yeah. Oh, that added like a half an hour yeah. to my drive. Gosh, I would never take that road to your house right now. Ever. I wouldn't either. Ever. What <laughs> and road then, are we talking about? 94. 94. Oh, God, it's terrible. And then so a couple awful. weeks ago, I was coming from somewhere else to come here, and I thought I was on 69, 169 South. And I was not. Oh and my then, gosh. Um, and, but oh I didn't know. God. I didn't realize it until I'm driving down 169, and I get to this place where there's these weird lights that when they close the freeway. Oh that's God! North of Dayton. Oh, <laughs> you were on the That's like on the way to North Dakota. I was I so far you. away, man. It was like 45 minutes away. Wow. Oops. Okay. Did you have a stroke? <laughs> I was going to say. I'm telling you, it's some kind of fog in the air going Rabbit around you. or something. Probably man. from the smoke. Could Probably. Be. Because I I've been way off, like way oh, off. Oh, that's, I can't I can't think of words. And being off way, way <laughs> off for me, is, being way off for me is being way off. <laughs> really, really, really off. Was it really smoky yesterday? No, no. yesterday no. was nice. It was nice and clear. I woke, yesterday yeah, was morning. It was so humid. It was foggy. It was very humid. Yeah, it was really. Humid. And then that sticky, lifted. Sticky. It was like it was like seventy five percent humidity, and then it went down to like thirty eight by the end of the day. It was very it was sticky. Very yeah, weird really yesterday. Last night at like. Five o'clock. I started just like coughing. It did rain last night. Nonstop. Not yeah. I was house. like, "What is wrong with yeah, me?" Yeah, a little bit of rain. I came out. My there was storm somewhere. Was wet. People were posting huge trees down yeah. somewhere. Damn, Damn. Yeah, there. I mean, east Chicago got tornadoes bad. Oh, Jeez. all around there. Yikes. Cab County, Cook County, they all got tornadoes. This oh. morning it was thunderstorming yep. at Worth Theater, Worth Parkway. He was like. He was roller skiing with a group of friends, and he came home, and he's like, did it rain much here? I'm like, not at all. Well, it rained at my house, because I came oh, yeah, out, my floor here. were soaked. We didn't so even get a drop. Yeah. We had like, thunderstorms oh. at, like, what, 6? Six, six? Yeah. I seen, really early. I seen Daryl coming in my gate really at, like, early. 8 a.m. 6 a.m. is really and I'm like, what the hell is he doing here? Randy he went to look really at my hay. Early. Oh. I got hay. You bought hay or yeah. grew hay? No, I bought hay. Oh. You went to look Not at impressive. it because you can't pull off. <laughs> it is this, it, hey, it is this year. Oh, it is this year. Because there's yeah. no water. Yeah, yeah I because got, you could put it up and never yeah, get rained. I got sixty thousand pounds. Wow. So Daryl wanted to come to see it. Wanted to come he see doesn't the have any. Come look at mine. Oh. No one has it, man. Yeah, it's beautiful. If it, it doesn't, if it doesn't, if it doesn't rain now yep. for the rest of this month, then that's it. There's only one cutting. Yeah. One. Oh, one. God. No yep. one got their second yet. Uh, well, I mean, look at even just people's lawns. Yeah, they're like, dead, I've man. had to mow my lawn. I don't think I've so, yeah, had to, to mow have, my lawn once. To have hay yeah. right now is a big month. deal. Yep. Yeah. I asked early. <laughs> I paid <laughs> early. On the list. I yeah. paid early. Well, one thing they still have a lot of is corn, so you might have to start feeding the horses corn. Oh, uh, that would kill them. Just a little we bit. Eat corn. Yeah, not much. A little bit of corn. Corn can really hurt a horse. Well, it can make them bad. Yeah. But 
Hey. It plugs them up pretty quick. They'll eat it. <laughs> Because they'll eat anything. It plugs dogs up pretty quick. Yes, it does. Makes food fart. It sure does. Bad dude. <laughs> we don't want you farting. That oh, dog's oh, to stink, God, man. That's why I get so mad on. at our neighbor when she tosses corn cobs out to the stupid squirrels. They drop them in our yard, and luckily Daisy doesn't eat them, but it used to make me so mad. Because a lot of dogs will just start chowing on them, yeah. and then they get sick. On what? Corn, corn cobs. Oh, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, the good. squirrels will just bring empty corn always. cobs over to our yard. And they're not and even always there. empty. They're like half empty. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Start you could have corn cob pipes. Yeah, you could. <laughs> Cottage interest. They might smell like squirrel, but, you know, other than that. Gross. Uh, off. What the hell are you guys talking about? <laughs> Jesus. I, I'm listening to what in the hell are they even talking I don't about even here? Know. Slice of Life podcast. There Slice is something of life in the air, podcast. clearly. You're talking about the drought. That's what I was talking about the drought. Okay. We're in severe drought conditions. We just had rain. Yeah, we're in severe drought conditions. People's wells are drying up. Up your cat or wall and your big baby. Oh, I remember (laughs) one year at the farm. Oh, my God. We had the drought and all of the hydrologists in the world were saying we're never going to get back our groundwater. Mm -hmm. This is it. Oh, yeah. That was 30 We're all going to die. Was that that 89? Uh, That's what they told me the last drought was, 89. Mm -hmm. Uh, it was, yeah. And I love droughts. Less <laughs> work. I love You get to go out whenever you want. No rain, no bugs. We went on our post-dinner hike last night, and there were mosquitoes. I know. And, like, we haven't had any mosquitoes during our hikes oh, any well, night. A, and then last night we were like, I know, when I was fleeing your father last night, I was sitting out on the balcony, and there was a couple of mosquitoes. When you were what? Fleeing. Fleeing. Running running from you. Boy, look at the time. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family.